0: Hello and welcome So the filmmakers podcast is the podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films to everything in between. And we do it in our very, very humble opinion. Joining me today is our regular host, Dan Richardson, who has just kayaked across the channel and cycled from Brighton to London to raise money for dogs. Dan, hello. How are you?
1: Thank you, buddy. I'm, I'm over the moon about it. You know, we, we had, it was an amazing challenge where my friend Danny and myself kayaked 21 miles across the English Channel into wow. Brighton, then hopped on our bikes and rode the 60 miles from Brighton to London. And it was absolutely a challenge in every sense of the word. And for reasons we didn't expect, we had seasickness to deal with, a crazy choppy sea. Um, we, we kayaked in rougher seas, but this was, this was just a really strange kind of m- movement of the ocean. And, and, uh, it, it really, it caused seasickness badly for two of our team, including Annie and it uh, became incredibly difficult and then we got to to um brighton eventually and very very shortly out of brighton i i started suffering with leg cramps and that kind oh, of man. made the, the 60 miles cycling really, very difficult yeah really di- anything uphill was a real struggle for me and i ended up a couple of times having to well physically being incapable of cycling any further and getting off the bike and and uh, and actually at that point just physically being incapable of walking and having to just stretch out and then wait for a, for a respite and then move up to the top of the hill on foot and then get on the bike again but we got to London we got there in one piece we got um we got there to a wonderful welcome from a bunch of people in Vauxhall and then we um uh you know personally I I feel fantastic I I woke up on Sunday morning after the event and and I I had 12 hours sleep and I felt absolutely fantastic A couple of aches and pains from where the cramp was but the rest of it was all good. And today I feel even better. So there's no, I don't think there's going to be any surprise attack where I, you know, it gets you two days later, unless it gets yeah. me three days later, which.
0: I hope know. not. I hope not. Still it's can happen. it's no. an amazing achievement. If you haven't yet sponsored Dan, do go to his Facebook page. You'll see all the information there. Both of you and Annie did so well. Um, you should be commended massively. You raised 13,000 pounds for the dogs charity so far. Um, yeah. oh, thank you, man. It's so of you.
1: We're aiming for 30. So watch this space because we might just take on something else very, very soon. Now tell me, haven't yes. you just come back from doing pickups on the? Yes. Day?
0: The reason why I couldn't be there was. Uh, for you was that i was in bulgaria doing the pickups on the dare the first part of the pickups which was so amazing actually it was really good and he was brilliant and he just you know got it and we had a great um camera team who all understood and a uh, gaffer was brilliant i think it helped me that i'd been there before i'd already made a feature film and it was strange going back
1: i was was gonna ask it must be kind of surreal
0: it was it was like visiting an old school or an old house Mm -hmm. you used to live in suddenly seeing everything and your sets weren't there anymore and the same people weren't there um but i had a load of my crew did come back when we were ready to shoot uh and uh, honestly i loved it i had the the crew really worked hard they gave me so much support like i said if i wanted a track laid it was laid within seconds um and we had so little time i managed to squeeze an extra day which was really good uh beforehand when we weren't supposed to be shooting i was like why don't we just shoot some of it now we've got everyone here let's do it and i I did it Um, amazing and the kids were so good i had uh, a 10 year old up to 14 year old i had uh, five of them and they honestly it's you know, sometimes I love working with kids because when you get them in the right mood, their minds switch on and suddenly they're, they're firing and they're listening and that you believe them. And wow, when you get those little magic moments, you're like, yep. That's it. That's the edit I'm putting in. That's the cut. I know it. I know it. So, yeah, man, I was re- I was really pleased. So, yeah, onwards and upwards. Now I've got to wait till November for the second part of the pickups when some of the rest of my cast are free. Um, in the meantime, we're doing the sound mix, which is starting, started, and we're doing some VFX work already. Oh, dude,
1: congratulations. It's exciting times. Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. it a good indication of what what independent filmmaking is like as well, though, to talk about the fact that you've just done... When was the shoot again? When was the November, particular? last November. last year. So mm-hmm. here we are in September, August, September, you're doing pickups, and mm-hmm. then you've got more pickups November, December.
0: Yeah, a year later. Isn't yeah.
1: that, I mean, that not that it's such a great indi- indication, a great example of what independent filmmaking can be like?
0: Yes, yeah, it can be. You And I think it's a good way of doing it, you know, by... Because you get, I've now seen the edit. I've had time to look at it, see what works, what doesn't. and And mm. like I say, we've managed to add some really exciting new bits in there that w- we've had a chance to play and make it better. And really? I think it's a good way of doing it. A lot of people don't get the chance to do it usually for budget reasons. But if you can save a bit in your budget to go do you know what i'm gonna need a day even a day to just shoot some an extra shot get back in that same location and do something which is a good reason not to piss off your your locations where you're at you think oh we've finished (laughs) we've got everything yeah you might need to go back for a shot um
1: because otherwise you would piss them off you wouldn't mind (laughs) (laughs) no obviously that's just you is it that's just me no i think i think it's
0: you know a lot of people when they lend you uh, venues and locations for low-budget films they don't realise how many people are going to be in the house. They don't realise how many, uh, what's going to happen there. Um, mm. So yeah, I think, you know, those people who think it's going to be fun at first realise that, oh, it's not, there's, you know, it's like having a load of ants invading and suddenly they're, they're in your cupboards and they're everywhere and there's mm. cables everywhere and there's mud everywhere and mess. And so, yeah, it's basically keeping one side is what I'm saying. You might need reshoots. And if you can get reshoots, do reshoots. It makes your film better.
1: Well, that's great. It's good to know, man. I think it's that's, much- um, I think that's a really amazing achievement as well because, I mean, maybe this is um, something that's more common in bigger budget films as well. But the fact, you know, if it was a London-based shoot that you were talking about, then t- to do pickups is so much easier. But you're talking about a different country. You're talking about getting mm-hmm. people back out, cast. You're talking about their schedules, having to line. You're doing two sets of pickups because of that. I mean, it's fantastic. Good for you, man. It's amazing. I have to
0: build a set. Again, or part of the set, we had to build part of the door and it had to match exactly. We had to match the light exactly. And that's hard. It's not easy because you're constantly looking back at it and, and the version we had wasn't the raw version. It was sort of a slightly graded version. So you have to try and match it. But yeah, loving it. Loving it. Today we are talking about how hard it is to actually make a feature film. And how hard it is to make a feature film in nine days with very little budget. Joining us is Adam Stephen Kelly, who is a fantastic director, made a brilliant short film called Done In, um, which has won many awards and been in many festivals and done really well. And he made his directorial debut with the feature film Kill Kane*, which starred Vinnie Jones, Sean Cronin and our very own Dan Richardson. Welcome to the show, Adam Stephen
2: Kelly. Thanks very much for having me. It's... uh good to be on it's been a while since i've done a, a podcast so uh it's good to uh it's good to do one again but uh i don't think i can quite compete with uh dan's recent endeavors they're pretty amazing well done dan
1: oh thank you mate it, it, yeah well i'm i'm just very very happy to connect with you again because we haven't actually well, we i think you were very kindly at the the screening of retribution weren't you but other than that we haven't seen each other since since we shot kill Kane.
2: yeah i was i was uh retribution yeah it's uh it's like it's two and a half years since we made Kill Kane, so it's it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it somehow it has. It's wow, scary,
1: isn't it? Scary how time flies.
0: That's amazing. Well, look, Adam, let's first of all talk about your start in the filmmaking world because you were a journalist, right? You wrote for 18 Cool News and Screen Jabber, stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about that and how you moved into filmmaking.
2: Yeah, um, so I, I've always loved you know cinema and film um since i was a kid at school and and the teachers are asking you oh, what do you want to be when you grow up and i was just like uh i'll be a journalist because it involves writing <laughs> um so after sort of floundering for a few few years just thinking that journalism was something i wanted to do but not specifically you know not knowing what i wanted to write about um i just suddenly thought oh you can write about a film so that sounds like something I'd like to do. <laughs> so I, I just kind of went ahead and did it.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of you guys proper slate some of the films I was in. I'm probably down as well. So <laughs>
1: all of the films I was in. Yeah, be... <laughs> oh, except for Kill Kane. <laughs> you
2: know, the, the funny thing about being a, you know a film journalist is that obviously I've I've been on the side where I've you know perhaps not given a film such a good review, and then I've I've made the transition and I'm making films. and I'm like, oh my god, now I'm on the other side of the fence, and now I'm like. Oh, please, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the people that used that, that I used to be in, in their shoes and I'm, I'm going, ah, oh, you know, please, you know, give me a good review. Please be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: But for the film's success, you know, we all know IMDb, Rotten Tomato, ratings can make or break a film. Mm-hmm. And yet one person's view will differ vastly from another and it's not necessarily indicative of what you, and I've watched what you will think of a film. I've watched films that have had absolutely crap reviews and I've loved them. Things like The Fifth mm-hmm. Element. I thought The Fifth Element was awesome. And it got just touched by the, by the critics.
0: Shant Redemption, another one when it first came out, didn't, the critics didn't really like it. There's There's been many films. So you're right, you can't always go on reviews. But yeah, that must have been really interesting for you, Adam, when suddenly you're going, right, I'm on the other side of this now. And all these people who, you know, used to be, I was part of that team and you could say what you like now. You're like, please be nice.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. and it, And it's funny because... With, with my first film done in, I was very, you know, I was very fortunate that it got, you know, good, you know, quite a few good reviews. And it's funny, the lowest review that I found on the internet was on uh, Screen Jabber, which was the first <laughs> film site that I wrote
0: for. <laughs> That's incredible. For me, it's like standing naked in front of a theatre and everyone judging you and writing down comments on it. That's kind of what putting a film out there is. That's the, re- you know, the feeling that I get from it. it is like, oh gosh, this is it, everything's laid bare now, what are people going to say? You know, it's fine, your parents, your friends or whatever, they're, they're always going to be nice to you, but it's the people you don't know, that's when you know whether you've got a good film or not. Which brings us on nicely to in because, okay, you got one slightly bad review from you, you're all muckers, you're all mates, but in's a brilliant film. Um, it's really cool, it's so interesting. Uh, if you've not seen it, do go onto Adam's um Vimeo page, and you can see in there. Talk us through how how you sort of, came up with the idea how you made it what the thought process behind it was
2: it's it's funny with with in because you know i've been asked that question a lot you know where did the idea come from because obviously it's a very dark film tell us in your words what what the film's
0: about without giving it away
2: so the film is about uh, a man in a country manor house who is reflecting on on life and uh and and reminiscing throughout throughout all the rooms in this house looking back on on memories um as he writes his his goodbye to the world uh in the form of a suicide note i uh,
0: that yeah great and yeah then, don't say anything more. don't say anything more because <laughs> things things happen and things change in there that yeah it, it's it's a great ending it's it's really cool did you always know when you first started writing it that that was what was going to happen
2: it's funny because i I went to a film festival and I was just the atmosphere of, of watching these these films on the big screen with an audience and seeing the audience react just made me think I've got to finally take the plunge and make a film and direct something and and, and write it. So I was kind of forcing I, I was just sat down you know, pen and paper trying to force an idea for a for a short film and I had no idea where I was going with it. I couldn't find an idea that stuck. I was I was just trying to force it and it, and it and it wasn't working. And then suddenly this idea for done in just popped into my head for just just completely out of nowhere. Um, I have no idea where it came from. Just the whole film just popped up in my head. And I thought, oh, OK, I <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that before, as far as I know. And I just got stuck in writing it. And I had the, I had the script done within an hour. Did you
0: find it easy writing it? But obviously coming from the journalistic background, would, you, would you, did you just sort of smash through it?
2: Yeah, I just it just kind of wrote itself. I mean, as I said, the film is the core of the film is the suicide note. And quite morbidly, I the first thing I did was I actually wrote a suicide note. Wow. For the purpose of the film, not not
1: okay, not, good. not, not, not for. Really if, I was going to say, call me if it gets to that. Jesus,
0: <laughs> you're like, if I don't, I'm going to put this out. uh If I write this badly, um then I will go through with this. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pressure or anything. Yeah, any no no pressure for the next one,
2: right? So, yeah, I I just wrote this note and I just thought I'm just going to try and write like it's uh, kind of a you know a believable suicide note, and and I wrote this letter. And then I just kind of took pieces from it, and they became the, the the dialogue in the film, and I and I based I kind of constructed the scenes around the dialogue that I'd already written, um, and then the film just took shape from there. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was kind of easy to write. Just the, thought the idea was pretty strong, and it was just one of those things that kind of wrote itself.
0: Great. And when where did you go from there? Obviously, now you've got the script. Uh, you, do, at that point, did you know many people in the film world who actually? made films how did you go about getting it actually filmed
2: well this is the part where um the the, the 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 whole journalism thing came came in extremely handy because through doing you know through doing reviews and interviews with filmmakers i'd i'd networked and, and connected with quite a few different filmmakers and i reviewed a documentary um called tattoos a scarred history which obviously is a documentary about tattoos um <laughs> And that film was directed by a guy called S.J. Evans. And he, he just kind of said, you know, if you ever write anything that you want me to take a look at, you know, please do send it through. Oh, imagine. So the mm. day after I wrote the script, I uh, I sent it over to him and he read it, you know, just straight away and said, this is really good. I want to I want to make this. Let me produce it for you. And I was like, oh, OK, great. <laughs> found a brilliant found a producer already. He wants to, uh, you know, who, who wants to do it. Um, so from there, we just got stuck in and, and we we're, we're finding, you know, the key key crew members um, immediately started talking about actors and, and a short list. Um, and of course, uh, immediately started discussing crowdfunding because, you know, we needed money to make the film. And it's a short film, so you're not, you know, you're not looking for private investors, obviously, mm. as such. But the actor, Guy Henry, um, he, we got him from the start because we thought, with crowdfunding, we need to have some kind of name actor involved to to push the campaign and to get interest. So we announced him as soon as we as soon as we got Guy. Um,
1: and, and what an incredible job he did as well!
2: Yeah, he's very oh, good in it. He's, he's an amazing an amazing person and an amazing actor. And you know, so many actors are not snob- though snobby is the right word, but you know, with a short film, they have limited lives and. No, actors aren't going to get rich off making a short film, so a lot of actors simply won't do them, and it's understandable why. But Guy, he read the script, loved it, and wanted to be involved. And it's been three and a half years since we shot in I'm so, you know, fortunate. But it, he he says it's it's legitimately one of the best things he's ever done, and he'll just continue supporting that film, even though it is only a short, and even though it's been out for three years, um, he's he's continued pushing it and supporting it. So he's an incredible incredible man and uh, an incredible actor and we're so fortunate to have him because I I can't see anyone else in that role apart from him
0: that's nice it's nice when that happens when you find the right actor and it it just all connects and it works and and they support it and get behind it
1: I had to second that having worked with guy and um, and I, I'd agree with everything that Adam said he's a, he's a lovely man and an incredibly professional competent and just an all round fantastic actor and uh, fantastic bloke so yeah absolutely agree with you on that Adam
0: I think that's lovely it's really good so, so now, you've, you've, now you're on Kickstarter you've, you're doing it properly you're working hard every day pushing 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 and you managed to raise the funds that you need to make your film right is that what happened
2: <laughs> yes the, uh, Perfect. <laughs> the first campaign was a bit of a disaster we actually went uh, over our target on the second campaign oh, Brilliant. So we kind of, we smashed that one. We yeah. helped mystery, the first one and smashed the second one, but we got there. So so then you had to assemble a whole new crew. Is that right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, because of my film reviewing and, and stuff, I, I knew lots of producers, but I didn't know directors of photography and, and costume people and makeup and everything. So the producer, SJ Evans, did a fantastic job um, getting the, the crew together. Um, and they were all fantastic and, and did an amazing job.
0: That's great. That's good. Um, so, all right, let's talk about when you were first on set. This is the first time directing anything. Is this right? Yeah. Okay. So you're on set. This is your first time. How did that feel? What was going through your mind? Did you want to run away? <laughs> um,
2: I, I felt I felt pretty comfortable, really, considering it was my my first uh, my first film. That the crew had all had all done, you know plenty of things so they were all very very experienced um and they were giving me pointers here and there and and making sure that i was comfortable and uh that everything ran smoothly and it did it really did it was a two-day shoot we did uh we had guy for one day so basically we shot everything that didn't need guy on the first day and everything that did need guy (laughs) wow
0: yeah he did really well there you can't tell he's not in
2: it's yeah that's really good yeah, so um, it just went really smoothly and we finished ahead of schedule. And uh, it, you know, I couldn't have asked or wished for a better first time, you know, filmmaking experience than done in because it just went perfectly, is, 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 is all I can say. It was just, it was such a nice set. It was no, you know, there's obviously pressure to make the film, but, you know, no it just went so well that there was no extra pressure, if that makes sense. There was mm. no, oh, we're, we're really short sure on time and everything. And it just went really well. <laughs> That's great. And how did you plan it? Did you plan
0: storyboards? Did you
2: do, did you know
0: where your shots were going to be or was it more of
2: let's see what happens in the room? Pretty much as soon as SJ Evans got involved as the producer, I, uh, he, you know, he asked for a shot list straight away and uh, I just, I just got down to it, you know, first shot shot list I have I'd ever done. Um and, from when I first did it, ninety-nine percent of the shots are exactly as I envisioned in the finished film. Um, in terms of storyboard, I I don't storyboard because I'm absolutely terrible, and I just can't. I can't get get what's on my head on paper.
0: I'm the same. My images are rubbish. I can't draw. I in fact, I'm I'm thinking about going to a bit of a drawing class just to so I can do my storyboards because I'm constantly needing to do storyboards and I can't draw it's devastating it is it is and people are like oh just draw stick men I'm yeah like, i like, barely do that i know and then you're showing them to dp and going well this is what i mean he goes uh. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> is that really what you want well yeah but you can imagine i mean it works for in my head so i can at least go okay i know how to shoot that way and this way but really to show anyone that i wouldn't dare show my crew you know when you just go oh and yeah, yeah. so i've just got to get better i've got to learn to to at least draw faces properly. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, in happened. It did really well in festivals, uh, and you kind of made a bit of a name for yourself. Tell us about how Kill Kane happened, how that moved forward, and obviously Dan Dan's involvement in himself as an actor. Um, talk us through Kill Kane. How did that come about?
2: A producer I, I, I knew at the time was was looking to. Uh, he often wrote, directed, and produced his own films, but. He was more of a horror filmmaker and he had this script, which at the time was called retribution. Funnily enough, obviously Dan later would go in to be the lead in a
1: film called uh, retribution. That was originally what kill Kane was called. The working oh, title was retribution. Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah. So the, the producer, because it wasn't a horror film, and it was British crime. He didn't want to direct it. So was looking for directors. Um, so I got sent the script and uh, I thought it was a really solid, solid movie. And basically asked, you know, how would you how would you approach this film? You know, uh, and the producer seemed to like my initial thoughts, the ideas. And uh, pretty quickly after that, I got the job to direct it, um, which was my first uh, feature. That must have felt amazing to go when they turned around and went,
0: yeah, you are going to be directing this Um can can you recall how you felt at the time or was or was it just okay well, I'll just get on with it
2: <laughs> yeah it was um it came about so quickly like between Dunin and kilcane um Dunin we did in january of 2014 and i got the job doing kilcane in october of 2014 um so you know, not 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 the longest period of time between films and from when i actually read the script i was signed on to direct it probably within a week so it all moved about uh moved on pretty pretty quickly um and i just remember sort of thinking well i you know i made a film that was under 10 minutes so i've just got to stretch i've just got to stretch <laughs> it out a bit and uh
0: <laughs> yeah and try and make it work in yeah yeah in your mind and you get it in yeah. there
2: yeah so um but yeah I, I was pretty uh pretty happy to get the to get the job and, and get my first feature and uh I, I was always working towards the the tarantino thing of, of, of trying to make a feature before you hit 30 mm-hmm. um so thankfully you know I was able to do um so i did my own at the script um, and then it all came together pretty quickly after there we began casting for an april 2015 shoot mm-hmm. um but unfortunately, we only had nine days to make it. So
0: Diane took two for a short. <laughs> and, and then, then you nine. had nine days for a feature. Now, nine days is not enough time. Um, let's come back to that because that's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm dying to know how you actually managed to do it. First of all, Kill Kane. it stars Vinnie Jones. It stars Sean Croning and Dan Richardson and various other very talented people. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it, what the film is actually about? Dan, maybe you can jump in as yeah, well. Yeah.
1: Um, Starts with a um, a very normal, innocent chap in this case, Vinnie Jones, um, witnessing a, an execution-style murder, and um, and the people responsible for that know that he's witnessed it. So they go out to get him and his family, and they think they're successful in doing so. But actually, Vinny's character survives it, and the story then follows his retribution as per the working title and um, where he tracks down all the people responsible and um, and it's quite a it's quite a ride to say the least
0: Does that sound about right Adam? Will you go with that? It's spot
2: on Spot on
0: Brilliant It's brutal right? I mean there's a lot of action in there there's a lot of heart as well Um, Dan played the baddie which is interesting because
1: in Retribution you're playing the goodie What I found funny about it was the fact that you've got a film film which, which has got Vinnie Jones in it and I'm playing the bad guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's unusual for Dan. How, how did it come about casting Dan then? Did you know? I'll um, talk us through the casting in general, Adam.
2: How did it go for you? We started off um, online. We let the project out there for, for actors to uh, have a look at. And um, we were doing, you know, letting them submit themselves. And then any actors that looked the part, we were auditioning, um, letting them do self-tapes uh, online. Uh, as is often the case when we are doing a... Super low budget film. Um, and again, it's the miracle of the Internet, because, uh, you know, you don't have to hire out some room for X amount of hours and, and, and uh, audition people face to face, especially if, uh, if they're far away or something.
0: Did you already have It Jones on board at the time? Uh, obviously that sometimes can make it easier or it can be a hindrance
2: um, depending on your view of it to get the other cast in i believe we we did i think we got we got him before we uh, put out the casting call but we didn't let the actors know that he was involved until we actually reached out um, to you know begin the actual you know auditioning process i see we just just put out that it was a you know an independent british crime film and then people submitted themselves and then if we were interested we then said you know it's got vinnie jones attached so there's that <laughs> <laughs> so there's that yeah
0: yeah and how did you feel about that and obviously your producers um they got him on board i take it and they they were like look we want vinnie for this film and and wasn't he originally playing a different part
2: yes yes the film had distribution already before before we we shot the film and one of the sort of rules of of the distribution agreement was that an actor such as vinnie jones would, would would get involved in the film um so he was kind of the piece of the puzzle that we needed to get the film going essentially um and we thought vinnie jones would uh you know he's a pretty decent name um and you know it's a very low budget movie so we thought we can get him let's uh let's get him so we got him um <laughs> And originally he was going to play Dan's role,
0: um, hmm.
2: and at the time the character was very different because um, Dan Dan plays the big boss um, in the film, and he plays a very kind of very sort of oddball kind of sophisticated gangster. He was very different from his kind of cronies, um, but playing more uh, to Vinnie Jones's type you could say originally the character was much more of a you know a kind of lock stock gangster yeah but vinnie uh read the script and he said i really like the lead character i because you know obviously money was limited so we thought you know you get Vinny in for two or three days and he can play the big boss character um but he actually lobbied to play the lead um and we thought okay well that's a bit of a surprise um and the, the character was completely unlike anything he'd ever played. And what interested me was that he was, you know, enthusiastic about playing against type. Um, you know, he's always been known as the hard man uh, role. And in Kill Kane, the character's a schoolteacher who has no history of violence or anything. He's just a normal everyday guy. And it's kind of the second half of the film where he has undergoes his transition and is fueled by revenge. Um, But he's not like this psycho hard man, you know, at the very beginning. I thought it was interesting because I thought people might see Vinny in a different light, you know, if he takes on this role.
0: Well, it's definitely an interesting casting choice. And it it certainly piqued my interest when I heard of that. I was like, okay, wow, you know, he's trying something different. We can see him in a different light from what we're used to seeing him. Obviously, it's interesting for our listeners about what you felt working with, you know, uh, someone who is quite a well-known Celebrity, big actor, being in some massive films, and you yourself being a first-time feature film director, suddenly you've got to cope with this juggernaut, I suppose, that's coming in. And you've got to do it in nine days. Um, I mean, how was it? Really,
2: it was. It was tough. Uh, not going to lie. I mean, when Vinny got involved, I was kind of mind blown. I thought, okay, so I'm just done one short film, and then I'm, I'm suddenly making a feature with. Uh, Benny jones in the role isn't yeah that?
0: with a name it's yeah
2: it's huge yeah it's made you know a hundred, you know at least 100 films in the last you know 20 years and mm. it's crazy, crazy
0: and he knows crazy. he knows what he's doing on set and he wants to play a different role he's suddenly set his mind to it that must have been really exciting
2: yeah i was um i was i was kind of blown away really by how enthusiastic he was about the character and the script it's not often the case when you when you're casting that someone actually wants to, you know, you offer them a part and they actually want to play the bigger part. Mm. Uh, when it's someone of the name at you, of, of Vinnie Jones, you know, he's yeah. probably put quite a lot of roles, which are just, you know, three days here, three days there kind of in and out. But for him to actually say, oh, no, I really like the script. I really like this character. It's something different. You know, let's let's do it. Um, I was uh, I was blown away. I'm not
0: surprised. Um, yeah. That's, it's, it's huge. It's, yeah, it's almost it's a life changing moment where you go, Oh, wow. Okay. This is it now. I'm making a feature and I'm, I'm it's starring a big Hollywood actor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Be I better, <laughs> yeah, better get my head into this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here we go. So yeah, talk us through your process from that first moment. Obviously you, you didn't storyboard, but you just planned all your shots. Uh, and yeah, talk us through that. First initial stage, pre-production, just a little bit. How how was it for you?
2: Well with um as I say with, with Done In, I just did the shot list and those storyboards and that went, you know, so smoothly and the shots that I got in that film were exactly what I wanted from the start. It was just an incredible experience. With Kill Kane, obviously a shot list for a feature is slightly bigger than, than, than for a <laughs> you know, shot. Um and I think, you know, I, I just I was so determined to make the film look good that I perhaps went a bit sort of overzealous with the shots that I, w- that I wanted in the film, given mm. the time constraints and the budget constraints, because I mean, we had no money to make this film. I mean, I know it's a Vinnie Jones movie,
0: but I imagine the money went to Vinnie Jones yeah, rather hard than to
2: figure out where a huge yeah. percentage of the overall budget went. Um, um, and, you know, we, we assembled an incredible cast and, People did it for the love of the script, not for anything else. It was a very, very dedicated and uh, passionate cast who I'm extremely thankful to have, uh, to have worked with. Um, so yeah, in terms of shots and stuff, nine days, there's not. and extremely limited locations, which we had, mm-hmm. had. We had so few locations. I mean, you're juggling
0: all that. You, you, you're sort of working with a Hollywood actor who's playing a role he doesn't normally play and you've got nine days. That sounds that sounds really tough. That sounds mental and it's a massive, you know, success to you that you managed to get it finished and it's released and people can see it now. Well,
1: you know, I have to say, from having had the pleasure of working on on that movie with, with you, Adam, um, one of the things that struck me about it was really the fact that despite that 9 day time frame which is as you said Charles incredibly sh- it's way too short for a feature film that is you're really up against it and you'd expect that and I and I went into the shoot knowing that that was the case so you'd expect it to be pretty frantic pretty chaotic and you, you'd expect stress levels to be high as a result but what I have to say to Adams credit is that um you know the there was this quiet confidence and a real sense of authority and calm throughout the whole I think 3 days I was on set two or three days and and I had a really great time on it. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was nice to work with Sean Cronin again as well, because we'd already worked together on a, on a couple of projects. And, um, and I just had a thoroughly good time with it. And it, it, it's really impressive. I think under the circumstances to have maintained that sense of, of, um, order and calm in what has to be in the background, pretty chaotic circumstances, low budget, nine days to do it pretty yeah. extraordinary achievement. So good job, Adam,
2: Thank you very much. Um, it was a, it was an enormous pleasure to uh, to work with you as well, Dan, and um, it, it was so easy to work with you. And you know, going back to the character that you play in the film, um, and when Vinny took the lead role, um, I rewrote it to what I thought was a more interesting character. Um, but the character was quite, like I said, a bit of an oddball and quite unique, and it was it was quite difficult for me. To translate what I wanted from that character, but you just got it straight away. I remember the first time we spoke on the phone, you just completely got it and understood it. Um, and uh, it was great. You were, you were such a, so easy to work with and a, an absolute joy.
0: Oh, this is so nice. Can you talk us through it, sort of maybe one of the harder days, what went wrong, things that happened, how you could change things perhaps? I think,
2: you know, it was a case of, especially given that there were so few locations that we had to work with. I wanted the film to look like it cost more than it did. And I just wanted to shoot the hell out of every location and get as much coverage as we could as much, you know, just, just value out of the locations because there were none. and We had to double up on the location sometimes and, and you know, what may look in the film at two different locations is actually, you know, Yeah, just
0: the other side.
2: Yes. (laughs) But, um, you know, that's, that's what you got to do when you're making a a micro budget movie. Um, Mm. and in nine days, you just can't, can't get a lot done. Setting up shots takes time. Um, just the preparation and, and traveling from one set to another, all, you know, it's all in a, it's all in a day. And it's, uh, It was extremely Mm -hmm. tough, just just on time alone.
0: Did you Um, find that you were just sort of losing shots? So where it was, you might do uh, two close-ups, and you might do a wide, and uh, you might do a tracking shot coming. Like, did you just go, do you know, I've got to lose the tracking shot, or do you know, I've got to lose this close-up? Is that what happened?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It was just trying to get as much coverage in in a single shot as possible, just cutting down shots dramatically. Because you know it's an action film, so you want to have options. Yeah. But at the same time, who makes an action film in nine days? Mm. You can't get the coverage that you need, you know, to to essentially make it, you know, exciting. Yes, um, just isn't just isn't possible. It's it's yeah, <laughs> um, especially I, when you've got when you've got action as well, like gunfights.
0: it it slows everything down as soon as you've got any blood or guns or action everything slows down because safety for one thing um yeah it it, people's going over it again camera positions it it, it's not easy it's yeah yeah, very hard so what did you do what did you do for those moments then when you're trying to do the action and you're going well i need i need the hit reaction we have to put the blood on again how how did you go about it
2: i mean it was just a case of We just tried to prepare as much as possible and, you know, have the stunt. We had a stunt guy um, named Dan on the movie. We just had, you know, we had him go through everything with a fine tooth comb, making sure the actors were all on the same page, all knew what they were doing. And we just kind of had to shoot it all in one take. You know, we couldn't break the action down so much because we didn't have the time, which is not ideal, obviously, because Mm. you don't want to. uh, you don't really want to do a big fight scene in one take kind of thing but uh when you've got no time you just kind of had to so we just had to make sure that everything was safe because that's obviously paramount Mm -hmm. um and that everything was achievable in as few shots as possible and as few takes because when you're against the clock you can't have as many takes as you like it's it's kind of one and done or you can take a couple you can take a couple but yeah, that's eaten just, into
0: something else.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you, you, you're you're losing more shots. So <laughs> <off> the next <laughs> oh, scene, it's oh my like gosh, a, a constant uphill battle. Um, I mean, we lost scenes that we just couldn't, you know, entire locations that we just we couldn't shoot for, you know, various reasons, not always time. Because moving um, a
0: big unit like a film crew is it's it's really hard. You've got to get everyone into the vans. You've got to get them to the next location. Then everyone's got to set up. It takes a lot of time which is why you know making a film in one literally one location really does help moving around is slow it slows you down and Kill Kane is so many different locations i'm i'm still amazed you managed to do it in nine days
2: <laughs> like a day on a film set or, or making a film you spend the least time actually filming mm. it's 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 moving or setting up shots or or you know or blocking or whatever um everything to get 10 seconds of footage it's 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 insane um but it was just we had no money and, and i and i and i stressed that you know it wasn't low budget it was despite vinnie jones it was micro budget so it was just trying to make it have as much production value as possible because we wanted to deliver something that audiences would enjoy um and the thing
0: is without vinnie jones the film might not have happened right exactly so you had to make those sacrifices
2: yeah yeah it's it's all about compromise and sacrifice and and uh, am am i am i happy with the overall film you know i think it is it kind of is what it is but at the same time it's like no one should make a film in my days (laughs) (laughs) maybe if it was like a straight up kind of drama or or like a you know few locations and just a couple of characters you Mm -hmm. might might you know be able to look at time as a bit more of a luxury but um you know so so difficult people can't believe that we managed to do it in nine days and sometimes i look back on it and i think I, I can't believe we managed to do it
0: if you could go back now in time and start again was there anything you'd do differently
2: <laughs> demand more time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah apart from that i, know, it, I mean me. what changes can you make if it's nine days you know it, i mean mm-hmm just is what it is you know it's mm. i look at it as an experience i got to work with some incredible people like dan uh, sean cronin nicole faraday uh, michael bailey then Bonner Boru, sarah marks really really talented actors who were a pleasure to work with and i think no, I, I kinda you know, British crime movies, low budget independent crime movies, a ten a penny in the UK. There's so many being made because they sell ultimately and there's an audience for them. Mm. But I think I'm I, I think compared to a lot of them, the cast in Kill Kane was so much stronger. We, we we fought against all odds to get this movie done in nine days. Everything that kinda went wrong could have gone wrong had no money no time yet we managed to make a feature that had that has been sold you know all over the world
0: yes it's incredible achievement and i imagine when you wrapped you just sort of sunk to your knees and cried for a bit <laughs> imagine it was just i mean mine was 18 days and that was tough as old boots and that was hard and i think of splitting that in half and well i wouldn't have a movie um there's no question 18 about days it.
2: is nothing like 18 days is not enough time no you know? it's still not enough time yeah sure it's like, you know, you make a Hollywood, you know, the last Star Wars film, what to date like eight months of filming or 10 yeah, months of it's, filming? It's, and then... They're just showing off. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Messing around. Like, we could have done that in, well, all right, 21 days. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, was, I was thinking, you know, if I get, if, if, if my next feature, I get four weeks, I just takes three weeks in Barbados like yeah. that. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be a delight, wouldn't it? It'd be a delight. But um yeah, it is all about who you work with and as long as you've got the right people around you and supportive and then you can get through it. You really can and you can make a good film and you've done that. So what's next? Now you've made Kill Kane. obviously you're producing a lot. Um you're part of, you know, a
2: team that is producing a lot of films. Um, what's next for you? Um, I've written a horror film. Which hopefully should be shot um early next year. That's a supernatural horror film. Oh, that sounds yeah. exciting. Yeah, something something different. I mean, done in there's kind of debate about what you can kind of class that as some mm-hmm. people call it thriller, some people call it a horror film some people call it a drama but um so i went i kind of went from that to doing a, you know, a crime film and then i'm going back to the horror with uh, tormented or, or a, more of a straight up horror film um i've also co-written uh, a film called we still die the old way which is the third film in
0: uh in the trilogy uh, yeah yeah
2: we still kill the old way, and we still deal the old way, um, and this one um, be the last. I say it's the last. Okay,
0: yeah, you yeah. never know. You never know. <laughs> well, if they're all, it's, we still die the old way. Maybe they'll die at the end, and that you know, therefore, there can't be another. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> could, could always, uh, always uh, do a zombie version or something.
0: That's very true. There is <laughs> always that option. That's great. Um, and where where can people follow you? Where can people Look you up. Uh,
2: yes, my Twitter is uh, ads, which is A D Z underscore Kelly, A E
1: double L Y.
0: Magic. So, Dan, uh, where can we follow you from your noisy uh, cafe
1: that you are in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. You can follow me on Dan710THS, and that's on Twitter or Instagram, or Facebook is Dan Richardson, actor. And
0: you can follow me at Giles Alderson, and you can follow the filmmakers podcast at Filmmakers Pod. Adam it's been an absolute joy to talk to you about your journey and what's next and I look forward to talking to you again when Tormented comes out we can talk about it then and how how it differed or was it the same all those
2: kind of questions
1: uh, thanks for joining us Adam it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, really appreciate you joining the show thank you mate
2: oh thanks very much it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you
1: I'll catch you on the next one super all right take
2: care everyone see you soon
1: cheers